Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish... Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. That sound, of course, means it is time for another edition of The Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco. We welcome you in. It is a beautiful Tuesday night, Tuesday, September the 8th, 2020, week 478 of the coronavirus. And and it's weird, right? We live in Arizona, 100 degrees. I'm cold. I'm wearing a hoodie. Like, I don't even know why. Like, like I was just getting around. like, I'm still cold. I've been cold ever since I left the gym. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm wearing a hoodie and shorts. We'll see how long the hoodie lasts. Probably won't make it to the hashtag Miranda show. Miranda right now frozen, by the way. That's exciting, Patrick. That's a that's an exciting development. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything. For the show here in a little bit. But, so, 
Uh, Greg DeMarco, again, that's my name, at ChairShotGreg on your social media. The Greg DeMarco Show, of course, is brought to you as part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can hear. You can hear lots of different places like iTunes and Spotify and and Stitcher and and. Google Play and iHeart and all over the place. And, and uh, you can also, of course, go on over to thechairshot.com and listen there. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Now do us a favor when you do head over to whatever platform you like to listen to the show on. Give us a review. Give us that five-star review. Subscribe to the show. And if you like what you hear, share it with a friend. Let somebody know about the great stuff that we do here on The Greg DeMarco Show. And if you don't like it, Let's just pretend this never happened, okay? Let's do that. So, uh, website, chairshot.com. Lots of great shows over there, which we'll talk about later. You can follow the website on all of your forms of social media at chairshot media. Now, when I say all of your forms of social media, this has been a topic on the hashtag Miranda Show lately. I'm referring to Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We don't get into the other forms of social media. Uh, we talked about it last week briefly. I did find out the weird Republican social media platform is in fact, is in fact Parler. Um, uh, somebody sent me like a follower or somebody followed me on Twitter and I saw they listed their Parler. And so I did not follow them back because I did not want to see that on my timeline. So speaking of Twitter, you can go hit up at Wrestling Realist on Twitter. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G. R-E-A-L-I-S-T. That is the Twitter handle for Patrick O'Dowd. Now, you didn't mishear that Twitter handle. There is no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick. Patrick O'Dowd, I know you already spoke as we were making fun of Frozen Miranda, but welcome. I love how you, you talk down the three social media platforms you, you have, and you are admittedly so old you can only keep up with like one at a time as you told me today to basically never Facebook message you well, so that you can text now, yourself because you can't keep up with that either. See, and you weren't part of this. Marco. You weren't part of this because you and I were, were, were texting before we were jumping all over right, the right. social media. Miranda can confirm this back in like late November of last year. I purposefully moved to just text messaging for all the important people. You were already there. Patrick O'Dowd. So you right, well, yeah, I, I live there. The, the important people. So it, it's, it's, you know, I moved Miranda over, I moved some other people over. So that's, and that's just purposely done because I don't want to be having to check the other ones all the time. Like it's just right, too right, distracting. Right. I think it's can, can be toxic at times. So I see those when I well, see Yeah. Them. I mean, I, I was going to run you down on Facebook messenger. Like that was the goal was to, to be toxic. You, no, you it, it was funny. I was, I was, wouldn't that be work. better served on Twitter, though? I mean, just to stick with the. Wouldn't that be better served on Twitter, just to stick with the theme of no, because because all because all we do on Twitter is snipe at each other before we send Rock and Kevin Nash gifts, which we haven't like, done. We need to do that. We need. Well, to. we haven't really we haven't really gone after each other. No, we haven't needed to. We, like, we, you we went at, you went after me a little bit because you didn't like how I used "let it marinate" one time, and even that you were just like, "This isn't a thing," and I was like. Yeah, to me it is. But I think, you know, that was also in the midst of all your work stuff and everything else. So I don't think you had the energy to really go hardcore that back and forth. Care. So, yes. By the way, the person, the other person you might hear laughing in the background, well, that's the queen of soft style herself. She is on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. She is not on Twitter because she is the Twitterless heroine, the ring announcer to the stars. 
she, you know, Andrew Belaz says one thing one time, and now she thinks she's the most professional podcaster on all of the Chair Shot Radio Network. It's the queen it. of soft style, Miranda Morales. By the way, when you do the hashtag Miranda, there is an I in Miranda. It's not like Twitter. There Yes, it's not like Twitter. Twitter. No, you're right. And you know what? I just became uh, Facebook friends with Andrew Belaz. So shout out to him. About time. Uh, Speaking of social media. He's not as active, so that doesn't surprise me. Nah, no. But he may may realize he's been giving me the shout out. uh, Or I've been giving him the shout out for, for, you know, that tagline. I'm stealing it. I love it. uh, And I'm just rolling with it. Until another good I mean, one comes up. I'm just glad that you're using a nickname that someone else gave you, not me. So that correct. Me yeah, yeah. No, that's it's that's like a good it's like twelve to one right now. And so someone else. I'll, uh, I'll stick. With yeah, it. I'll the, the odds are stacked up. So yeah, and, the odds are. And I am so favorite. against Twitter. I had the opportunity to tweet this weekend, and I was like, no, I don't want to. I really like. I I I purposely decided to just you know, and I usually don't. I'm usually the go getter. I usually try. And, you know, I, you know, I, I take on social media, even in bite-sized chunks, but deliberately was like, no, I don't want to tweet. It's exhausting. I, I felt exhausted in the thought of tweeting. I'm, I'm going to so let you, strange. I'm going to let you stick with that as your story. Uh, I'm going to let you stick with that as the reason why you didn't do it. Okay. Well that too, like I did have family around, but like <laughs> I, I literally knew like in my bones I it, it exhausted me the thought of tweeting as well as like you know See, having company around. It's so funny that you think that that's exhausting when I like the concept of Instagram. I like look at it and I'm like I can't, I don't want to. No, that's mindless. Really? Like, Instagram requires like, no mental energy whatsoever. It, yeah, Instagram is a, easy. I gotta, I gotta take a photo and write words about it. Like what? You don't have to write the words. Nah. Yeah, I didn't even have. Yeah, you don't people even just have do to emojis sometimes. Hard. You can just what, double what do click I everything. I think like I have just, three. I think I've made three Instagram posts like ever since I created a random Instagram account. Your next one well, should just be a graphic of the number four and nothing else. Oh, that's good. And then you need to go that's look good. at John Cena's Instagram and see what he Wait, does. No, no. If it's if we're gonna do a four, like, no, that's yeah. too. That that's too obvious. You you need you need to be like you but, need to, But I'm an old wrestling fan. Like why wouldn't I, I be obvious? I like hmm. it. I think that's actually a perfect You need to go to John like, Cena's Instagram and see what he does because he literally posts pictures just to make people wonder why the hell he posted them. And No, and I know this. It's it's the same. he posted a picture of himself as the Sandman and so now everybody's from uh Spider-Man and so now everybody's starting to be like, John Cena's going to be Sandman. Is right. No, he just posted a picture based on some fan art and, and, and speculation ran wild. That is We're not even going to talk about that on Bandwagon Nerds. It's so much of a not news item. That's right. You you do that or don't do that or whatever you choose. So. That's right. We're going to talk about real news. Is that, That's right. I was going to say, is that its own bullshit news then? If like Ooh, someone cites no, John Cena... It's just John Cena trolling and people wanting to buy it into is. it, Frozen it Miranda. And I tell you this, Frozen Miranda, because I want you to know and understand that this is all the same sort of deal, Frozen Miranda. It doesn't go away. At the Frozen, Frozen Miranda. Miranda on Instagram, you can find her Hell there. Yes. Frozen Miranda is available at your local watering hole. It's like a winter, a winter show. The the winter edition of the, the hashtag Miranda edition. Frozen yes. Miranda. Well, this is the Craig Demarco show. The hashtag Miranda show is later. We're gonna do this one. The first. every the every edition I'm, of the Frozen. I'm Miranda wearing show a hoodie, so I'm cold. 
I'm cold. I'm wearing a hoodie. You're frozen. So yeah, maybe maybe this will have to be the frozen edition of the Greg DeMarco show. I don't know. We'll see. Let it, it go. And you're ruining it. Let it go. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here comes the big dog. The big dog, Roman Reigns. The big dog. And we kick off Monday Night Raw live tonight in Phoenix, Arizona. With the big dog. This is my yard now. We're not even talking about Roman Reigns. We're not even talking WWE today on the Greg DeMarco Show. It's insane. Chairshot Media, Chairshot.com updates real quick. I don't have any, so we don't have to worry about that. I'm going to steal that time, though, to, to talk a little bit of local wrestling. Because, boy, am I excited. You can see, well, you can't see, but Patrick O'Dowd woo can woo. see the look on the hashtag Miranda's face over there. Impact Zone Wrestling, near and dear to my heart because, well, I'm one of the two promoters that puts it on, returns to action on Saturday, November 21st. We're confirming talent. One of the wrestlers was like, wait, you guys are running? Like, like in 2020, you guys are running a show? I'm like, yes. We are running Saturday, November 21st. NAV 30, 30 years, brother, as we celebrate the impact and the influence of the Navajo Warrior. I I see people that are posting and sharing it. And they're like, we're celebrating the career of Navajo Warrior. And then I get four messages. Is Nav retiring? No, he's not retiring, but he hit that 30-year milestone. Look, he's slowing down. Okay, he's been doing this 30 years, right? He He's definitely closer to finishing than he is to starting. And, and when that time comes, we'll celebrate that as well. But 30 years of the impact and influence of the Navajo Warrior. What an amazing show it's going to be. We have uh, some great ticket packages. If you go over to, to IZWWrestling.com or if you go to IZWWrestlingAZ on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, you can see the video that's actually hosted by our very own Miranda Morales. Social distancing, as you know, we were two hours apart. She, she did her part from Tucson, Arizona. I mean, it was an hour apart because of where the Navajo Warrior lives. But uh, I, I traveled to the home of the Navajo Warrior to record his portion of the announcement as well, but very excited to present to everybody on Saturday, November 31st, NAV 30, 30 years brothers, we celebrate the Navajo Warrior. We have some amazing stuff for everyone to, to go along with that. So I'm just going to talk about it real quick for 30 bucks. You know, NAV 30, $30, right? You can get a special VIP package. Now, we've had VIP at our other events for Impact Zone Wrestling, but it's been early admission, and you get a VIP match. Well, this time, you're getting a VIP match. You're getting into the show early, but your VIP match isn't just any old VIP match. The two wrestlers that are competing in the VIP match, and I know who they are, are handpicked by the Navajo Warrior himself, and he will explain to the audience why he picked them. Then, I don't even know if it's going to be before or after the VIP match. I haven't decided yet. Probably before. We will do a Q&A session that will be hosted by our very own Queen of Soft Style, Miranda Morales, with the Navajo Warriors. So those in attendance will get to pick the brain of the legend, ask him anything that you want, and he'll answer those questions probably for a good 30 or so minutes before the show. And then, of course, we have the event itself, which is going to be uh, a great, just a great time. The, the main event is shaping up quite nicely. The Navajo Warrior himself, I uh, basically told him, you got to pick it because you're the legend. So pick your main event. And, and that'll be announced hopefully later this week, if not early next week. But here's the thing. And we'll probably talk about this on the hashtag Miranda show as well, because that's what we do. We put tickets on sale on Friday. 
all right, I, I got the video produced, put everything out there on Friday, and the VIP couch section is already sold out. And front row VIP is going like crazy. Somebody bought six today. One order, they bought six of them. And okay, we sold out. So so our last show was in February, February 22nd. We, start, we started selling tickets on November 1st last year for that event. We didn't sell out the couch seats until like the 1st of February. Okay, so it took two months to sell out the couch. Now we were selling general admission front row as well. We sold them out in four days this time. And we're already selling the uh, the the VIP front row as well. We've already sold some general admission. Like tickets are going fast for this event. I think people want to see it. I think people want to see some live wrestling. They're excited about that. It's also the Navajo Warrior. They want to celebrate 30 years of what he's been able to accomplish and what he's brought to everybody. It's also because selfishly, I think we've done a damn good job of creating something special with IZW. And and so so I'll take a third of the credit for these ticket sales and, and what they're doing. But seriously, if you're local, if you're close to local, if you're going to be in or around the state of Arizona, this is one show that you definitely want to come to. One person keeps commenting on everything we post that they're moving like a month before the show. Look, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry that you're moving. Come visit. It, it's, it's you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't move the show. It's still November 21st. But this is one that you don't want to miss. We can only celebrate the 30-year anniversary of the Navajo Warrior once. I had to put off crowning a champion because we had to do the show in 2020 because I don't want to do a 31st anniversary for the Navajo Warrior. I'm already going to have to do a 21st anniversary of IZW because it's also the 20-year anniversary of IZW. We can't do that. We only got one date left, and we're using it to celebrate the Navajo Warrior. So go to IZWWrestling.com. Pick up your tickets now while you still can. As the promoter of the show, I love saying these things. Like it just excites me. I'm, I'm like a small giddy child on Christmas Eve when I get when I tell you this thing is going to sell out, and and it is. But definitely check that out and and just come. And if you got questions, message us on social media. You can email izwwrestling at gmail.com. I'll be transparent. I'm the one who replies to you, but I definitely would love to do that. Presented by our friends over at Big Lip Radio. A lot of other great sponsors as well. Grunt Style, Pete's Pool Service, the Sun Studios of Arizona where we hold the event, even the ChairShot.com. Uh, just so many great participants in the show itself. Come on out. Check it out. Have a good time. Um, someone asked me if we were going to be streaming the show. I don't think so, but maybe we'll, we'll do something and, and charge for that too. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But wrestling is back in the state of Arizona. I'm really excited. Hopefully people won't be stupid and we won't spike anything in terms of COVID results. We had our lowest number since March today. So things are looking really, really well. And on November 21st, and look, seating is limited. We're not selling as many tickets as we normally would. So uh, we did sell as many couch seats because I can spread those out. But the rest of the seats are limited. And and so you want to get in on that because we will be selling less tickets uh, and, and respect everything that's going on. Now, if we get the all clear as we get closer, maybe we will. I don't think we will. I think we're going to be sticking with the lower level ticket capacity. So that's where we are. I've rambled on too long. IZWWrestling.com is where you can get your tickets. We'd love to see you there and celebrate 30 years of the impact and influence of the Navajo Warrior. Miranda, rescue me from talking too much and, and doing my best Miranda impersonation by doing your best Miranda impersonation and sell some t-shirts. Yes. So I thought you were going to say speaking too much because that's also something I do a lot of. But 
That's oh, well. that's what I meant when I said I was doing my best. That's, in yes. I yes. was speaking too much. And and if I had it right in front of me, I probably would have buzzered myself, but I didn't have it in front of me. Of course, you don't buzzer yourself. I love how that's that. Ah! Patrick's reclining and sleeping. So I, I mean, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick, Patrick zoned out like 20 he's, minutes. He's ago. like, wake me when we talk uh, about the start of this. He's like, West Coast. Promotions? Nah. I, uh, I literally that. started chatting with somebody else on <laughs> Facebook while you talked for six hours. I'm glad you care about something that's so important to me. Some best friend you are. I do. I'm happy for you. And He's- when it happens three hours in the past to me, like, <laughs> oh no, you get this now. You'll get my support. I know. You'll get my love. I believe I that. I'm not going to follow the results. You'll just tell me. You're going to you're going to tell me how the show went. Like, of course I will. Like, I'm going to know. All right, sell some t-shirts. Yes. Well, everyone, if you want to support thechairshot.com and even IZW Wrestling, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. There, you can find over 25 different variety of t-shirts different designs different logos and colors and of course not only you can find chairshot.com t-shirts but izw impact zone wrestling t-shirts so if you'd like to pick up a t-shirt along with your tickets make sure to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and of course t-shirts are available in soft style so of course you can get the queen of soft style t-shirt you can get the bandwagon nerds t-shirt you can get the hashtag save tag team wrestling t-shirt you can get the og chair shot t-shirt all in soft style they're all there for you at pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot get your very own t-shirt today there we go well done Well done. You know what? Let's play some commercials, come back, and talk some wrestling. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. That's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code chairshot, you will get a free month. Now, a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. 
I, it's the one time I wish the commercial break was longer because on uh, one of my other wrestling jobs, something's not working right. People keep texting me about it, but we got to figure it out in a minute and 33 seconds. So I'm very excited about that. We are going all in on AEW all out this week. We're going to cover AEW and it's honestly not a company we cover very closely. And that's because, well, I have to draw the line somewhere and I don't mean line of quality. I mean, line of time. And, and so we, uh, we have to do that, but Patrick watched dynamite last week for reasons that we'll discuss. And then all three of us have seen all out courtesy of their PR department. So very excited about that, but I want to start off with Patrick O'Dowd watching the entire episode of dynamite from last Wednesday. Patrick, now first off, let's be transparent. Explain to people why, cause, cause you didn't watch this because we were going to cover it this week. We're covering it this week That's because correct. you watched it. So why did you watch Dynamite? <laughs> uh, I watched it because the the poor, unfortunate soul that fell victim to Dean Ambrose in the main event, Mark Sterling, uh, I watched as an indie talent out here in my local indies, both the Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling promotion in Western Massachusetts, as well as, oh gosh, um, Basically anywhere in New England, this guy's worked. So I did he did he work the Blitzkrieg? I, the Blitzkrieg Pro. He did. He did. He did work. Blitzkrieg, Didn't we get you? Blitzkrieg was Blitzkrieg Pro. the one that you went to for free? Yeah, he wrote. He uh, he wrestled Chris Statlander. Oh, there you go. Uh, and it was because it was anyway. The whole reason I watched it, so like anytime, like somebody that you see, like in the Indies, and kind of have an opportunity, even if it's the sort of opportunity that that he had to be a punching bag for, for a main event on AEW. It was kind of a big deal. So I, I wanted to watch and just see how he did and what, how they used him and what he was for. And so, you know, he got slapped around by MJF and then he got slapped around by Dean Ambrose. So good on him. Not the actually, character actually John, John I used Moxley. to watch him play. It's John oh, Moxley sorry. slapped him around, not, John not, not Dean Ambrose. John, <laughs> I mean, John, John it was really confusing because hey. it was basically the Dean same character. fucking Ambrose. It's John fucking Moxley. Dean fucking Ambrose. Okay, go ahead. So yeah, so that's why I checked it out. Dean uh, because I wanted fucking to... Ambrose. Come on, you, you had to know there was like a two out of three chance I was going to do that. I did. So yeah, so that's why. Smart Mark Sterling, as I know him, not MJF's lawyer, work in AEW. So that caused you to watch the show, but obviously, so so yep. you ended up watching the entire episode of Dynamite. So let's have at it. What did you think of your first ever full on episode? First of all, why is it even notable that you watched an entire episode of Dynamite? Because <laughs> I've one, I've never been able to watch an entire episode of Dynamite without shutting it off. Why? But I, I it, it's not okay. Okay, this is and this is like my opinion about the whole show. I don't see what's so special about it. I really don't. I don't get it at all. I basically watched an episode of Raw with blood and swearing. That's what I got. And if that's what you need to get your jollies off on a pro wrestling product, then... Was it really an episode of Raw? Because you called it something else in text message. I called it Nitro in a text message. (laughs) Yes. But here's the thing is because I think Raw is a compliment. I think calling an episode of Dynamite an episode of Raw is complimentary. Well, here, but here's here's my thing is I guess my argument is is that and 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 this is maybe where Twitter comes in negatively, Miranda. All I ever see 
are people raving about AEW as if it's doing something to change the culture of wrestling, as if it's doing something revolutionary. People comparing it to like New Japan, and I'm just like, what? No, it's not even close. What I saw was a typical American wrestling program. I mean, we had goofy segments. We had mm-hmm. I, it was raw with I mean, it was raw or nitro with blood and swearing, and that was that was the thing. And what really kind of set me off is the, the hypocrisy of some of the folks that I, I listen to on podcasts who talk about what a wrestling show should be and all these things that are terrible on this other company, yet their company is doing it and that makes it okay. And so, yeah, it was fine. Like I didn't hate the show, but I I still don't see what, why people think it's special. I I just don't. I'll give you the number one reason why people think it's special. Do you want to know? Because it's not guess? WWE. Because it's not WWE. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like literally, Even that's the it only the thing. Same show. So it's not. I don't think it's the same show. And, and when I've watched it, and I've made this joke before on social media, and, and people have actually quoted me on it. Cody Rhodes has said time and time again, "We're not trying to be WWE." And I agree. He's not trying to be WWE. He's trying to be WWF. Attitude era WWF is exactly what they're trying to be. Every, I mean, in everything they do in the commentary, it's just they're literally trying. They're playing to a small audience. That's why they haven't grown. And it's 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 funny that the guy that you know you watch it for is named Smart Mark Sterling because the Smart Marks are who this is for. And and it's, right. it's they're doing it to pop themselves and they're doing it to pop the Smart Marks, and that's great. But that's a finite number of people, and. That's going to keep you on Wednesdays on TNT, and that's going to keep you the same buy rates you're getting and the same crowds that you're getting. And eventually, you know, it, it's not going to be special anymore. And so, yeah, it's right. it's definitely. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. I remember the other. I remember the other thing that really annoyed me, and I I text. I remember texting you about this one specifically. It was just the the worship of the young bucks. During their match <laughs> by Jim Ross. Well, I mean, they had. I mean, they gave him his job. <laughs> sure, but you're in an eight-man tag match, three other teams, and I couldn't tell you one good. I could tell you a little bit about Jungle Boy, and a little bit about Luchasaurus, but the rest of the time, I mean. Jim Ross literally said that Matt Jackson was the best athlete on the roster during during the match. Which is really funny because, as I told you in, in text message and reply, he said the same thing about Nick Jackson during the pay-per-view. Right. Right. <laughs> so, like, and I get that the Young Bucks are, are the top dogs. Like, I get that they're, they're important and huge. But one of the things that always struck me when, when I've listened to Jim Ross's podcast and this actually might have done me in on the Jim Ross uh, on the Grill and JR podcast because he sits there and he talks from this like high altar about how he knows more than everybody else. He talks about how important it is to get all the talent over, and that as an announcer, you're supposed to help with that, and you're supposed to you're supposed to tell us what the stakes are. You're supposed you're supposed to give us this information. First of all, the stakes of the match were stupid, as you have two teams paired together against two te- two other teams paired together, and the team that wins then has to face each other at the pay-per-view. And re- literally the stakes are the privilege to wrestle in the pay-per-view. I don't Get think that that's extra that bad. Payday. 
No, Jim Ross said that in the in the commentary. I know, but Literally I don't think it's said. that bad. What? I don't think that's that bad of a stipulation. But they ended up in the Battle Royal. So they ended up in the pay anyway. So what the fuck? Like, no, you don't win. You do not pass go. I crash the game. Walk. Like, so no, it's, I get it. Like, like, and you, I mean, you, you made the point that the match that they were trying to get to, they got well, Now, to Private Party was not in the Battle Royal. Private Party was on the pre-show. Fair enough. So, so they got a pre-show payday. Oh, <laughs> is no. Is that even a thing? I don't but, even know. But it, but it was all it was all about the extra payday. Like which is so funny because oh, yeah. we all know they're under contract. <laughs> right. And even yeah, and even then they only showed up what second on the card, so it wasn't even. Uh, yeah, I understand, and the the stipulation itself See, just I, seemed uh, silly. I don't mind. I don't know. I don't mind the card placement in the pay per view. No, I, I, like I don't throw mind. Yeah, hell, they probably should have opened. Big names are out. I think that's totally fine. To me, it yeah, felt like the opener because the opener of the pay per view was god awful. Well, yeah, the the cinematic genius, the Dennis Office match, Big yeah. Swole and yeah, Rip Baker. Oh boy, yeah. So that I think that's ultimately what my big problem was. Is it was like it was watching a what I felt was a wrestling show that wasn't any different than other American wrestling shows that we've seen in the past. I just didn't feel special, and I, I get you, Greg, like that nostalgia feel for some of the edgier content, but some of it didn't even like. How many times? How many people had to bleed on an episode of fucking Dynamite? Like, did everybody need to bleed? Like, was that like what? Why is the why is the blood special? What is what's it funny? Mean? Tony Khan thought they should have done more on on that episode of Dynamite to promote the pay per view, and they should have had wow. more action and more violence and more all of it. Violence is something that they all Cody touts violence, Moxie touts violence. Violence is what they're going for. Violence, 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 and. Yeah, so it's the story it's, though. It's 1997 all over again. Is what they're going for. There is no. There's, uh, there's some stories, yeah. but there's not a lot. And we're going to talk yeah. about that when we get into the pay per view. Mm-hmm. So um, let's shift gears into All Out, which we all have watched. Um, I got to. It took me three different sittings to finish a four hour, three hour, and forty nine minute long pay per view, uh, but I did get through all of All Out. We're not going to break down. We're not going to go down a list of matches or anything like that because there's plenty of podcasts that will do that. But I'll give us each a chance to toss out what we want to discuss, uh, and and then we'll get to you know get to the bottom of what we want to talk about before we transition away. So we'll start with Miranda Morales. Miranda. What's the first thing you want to talk about in terms of Saturday's AEW All Out pay per view? Yeah, um, my my big thing was, uh, and you guys just talked about it, was the women's division. Um, I've been that's just been one of the things that have irked me the most about AEW for several months now is um, a lot of the holes, uh, a lot of the poor booking and placement and storyline that they told with the women's division. And I feel like they had some really good momentum and a, and a great match between uh, Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida. I thought that that was really good, but there was a few little things about that too, that irked me. Like they didn't get a champion's introduction. Like they, and I don't know. I, they, it irked me because the tag match got a champion's introduction. The, uh, world championship got a champion's introduction. Why don't you do that for the women? I don't know. Just those little things that just irk me that I feel like they would know better. But the match itself was really, I thought it was really good. 
I thought that it was the the best women's match that they put together that they had. Um, and I felt like maybe this is a sign of better things to come, even though you had the, the kind of the, the contrast of the cinematic match in the beginning of the show. And I get why they did that uh, because, you know, Tony Khan had mentioned that they were worried about, you know, Britt Baker's uh, ability. This was the first time that she's been in a match since she got injured. So this was a way to have her in a match to build story, but do it in a way that, you know, uh, kept everyone uh, safe, which, you know, that's a whole other theme in this show. Um, but it still safe, feels kind of safe by sticking her in a leg with a needle. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't. There was nothing in there, right? You know, it's there was no gas mask. I don't know. It just that goes to the silliness of it, you know, with AEW, which I I understand that this they have silly stuff, but when you are doing that in a in a women's division that already has so many challenges and that they just haven't been booking properly, to me, it just makes it feel like a joke. You know, I can understand sprouting that a show and maybe with certain people, but I don't feel like it has a place right now as, as much as they put the emphasis on in the, the beginning of the show. So I felt like there was some really good high for women's divisions. And there were some areas that were like, man, I, I, I still don't know what that vision looks like, what they're trying to do. Here's the thing that my, my problem with Thunder Rosa challenging Hikaru Shida. And this was, this was the best women's match I've ever seen in AEW. I'm not going to lie. Like, even you go back to my criticism of All Out, which I thought was a great event. The women's match was terrible. The women's four-way. It was just horrible. Um, yeah, this was the best women's match that AEW's ever put on. Half the match isn't on the roster in AEW. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally had to bring somebody in from the outside. And you know what she did to earn her title shot? She showed up and said, give me what I want. She basically pulled a Batista and said, give me what I want. And Triple H gave her the match. Like... She just asked for it and got it. And then in the video package, you got Billy Corgan talking about how great it is that he and Tony Khan are buddies and that their champion can wrestle the AEW champion on pay-per-view. Like, basically taking away the fact that Thunder Rosa showed up and challenged her because in the in the video package, they talked about how it was negotiated by Billy Corgan and Tony Khan. Like, it's Bush League. And, and what's sad is that this is the best women's match that AEW has ever put on. It's the best women's match of Thunder Rosa's career. I've seen multiple people say that. And she did it against one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. And hopefully she starts getting credit for that. And Hikaru Shida. But we may never see Thunder Rosa again in AEW. Like, right. it, it's just so stupid well, that this is the best a, match I've ever done. A, to, to take it a step further back, too, I, I commented on this. And I'm sorry to go back to Dynamite. Thunder Rosa debuted, uh, had a debut match in AEW on Dynamite. Half of that match was obscured by commercial. Now they did the split screen thing where they made it smaller and you could have see it, but it was the section of the match where Thunder Rosa was dominating Serena Deep. So you're bringing in this talent, you're putting this person as they're going to challenge your champion. They are supposed to be a legit title contender. You bring them into a match, you split screen that match, which I know is typical and very common to do, but you split screen that away from the challenger really asserting their dominance. And when we come back to a full screen experience, and it sounds silly and it's little, but you go back to the full screen experience and it's Serena Deeb making the comeback before Thunder Rosa gets the win. And so you spent all this time where you could have been talking about Thunder Rosa and being impressed by Thunder Rosa from your commentary team, 
being taken away because we're watching a commercial that we have to listen to the commercial over. Then we come back, she's getting her ass kicked, and Jim Ross is being like, Left Under Rose is really impressive. So, so <laughs> you, you also have to challenge her. And then you've and then got, you go in, in his comments later, you've got Tony Khan putting over Serena Deeb, by the way, also not on the roster. Like, like right. the two women who wrestle this match are on the roster. You've got like 20 women on the roster and you had them in the crowd watching the two women who aren't on the roster. Right. What? So, yeah. So what? again, and to me, that's the thing is you're right. It was a terrific match. It was probably the best. I, it was one of my preferred matches to watch in the evening. You, you brought up some of the goofy. My, my biggest complaint, Miranda is again, you say things aren't like the W. If the WWE had did either of those two goofy matches, the the you know the mimosa match or this you know or the 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 dentist office match, whatever the fuck it was called, and they and they played out the way they the, played out, the tooth very, and nail match. Oh, the yes, tooth, tooth and nail. nail. Match. I don't know Which, where the nail the way, was. I, but... I'm sorry, but you punch somebody through a picture frame. And that's going to hurt more as opposed to cut the shit out of your fist. Stop it. Britt Baker hit a kick on Big Swole standing on the roof of the golf cart and still smacked her leg. Thigh slaps. So many thigh slaps. I mean, come on. The best part of the tooth and nail match was Rebel. Or excuse me, Reba. Like she was the most entertaining part of the match. And she probably wasn't even supposed to be there. It's, I mean... That thing was so horrible. Imagine if someone stuck somebody with a syringe on a WWE program. Oh, fucking through the roof. Congress people would be tweeting about it. Like that. It's it's and that's just some of the. But that just goes to show you how little AEW really means in the grand scheme of life in terms of public opinion and all of that. Um, But yeah, that that match was was terrible. Patrick, pick something else from this show for us to to talk poorly about, or good about, or or good about. Well, here's the thing: is I feel, I, I mean, I I loved the tag team title match, the the FTR versus Adam Page, Kenny Omega match. Like, and, and I mean, it should come as no surprise that I would enjoy that match, just given who the competitors are and who was in it. You know, I felt like that. You talked about you talked to me about it when I tweeted you about my complaint that all they kept talking about was the Young Bucks and Adam Page, and you're like, well, it is this big storyline that they're working on. At least I could feel that. And, you know, you talk right. about the stakes, like that was clearly a team in turmoil against, you know, the former revival with Tully Blanchard for whatever that's worth. It was, I was, a, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that tag match. I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty good match that showed Adam Page not quite getting it done, that the team, like him trying too hard to prove himself to get it done which leads to Omega in in the long run inadvertently uh, hitting him and resulting in the pin because uh, Paige calls for something too soon. Yeah. If, if I remember how the match breaks down, like Paige calls for something. Omega's like, I don't think we can do that yet. They still do it. He misses. And then it's sort of the chain that ensues. Omega mm-hmm. hits Paige with a knee and that's, that's what does him in. Yes. And then Omega's pitched at the end. I thought the match was good. I thought the match was long. Like it, it was a little long. It was, but, it was like 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, that match was long. The main event was long, but that's because of the Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara match. That's why those matches went long because you can't right. apparently end a pay-per-view early, even though WWE does it all the time yeah. and people are jumping for joy when they do. But again, can't, can't be that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've been saying it before FTR, um, which by the way, it says fear, fear the revolution 
or Fear of the Revelation on the back of Tully Blanchard's jacket. I noticed that during during the show as well. Um, so maybe they'll start being the revelation. I don't know. Best tag team in the world. I've been saying it forever. I still firmly believe it 100%. Right team won. Right team won. Wrong guy turned heel. The hell? <laughs> Suddenly Kenny <laughs> right. Omega is the one who's who's turning heel after. And, and that's because the bigger story in all of this is the elite and, and mm-hmm. issues within the elite. And they're putting themselves over everyone else once again. Look, if you just let Adam Page turn and put Adam Page with the revival and Tully Blanchard and did this whole four horsemen want to be stable that everybody wants him to do, I'm here for that. But now we got Adam Page. We don't know what's going on with him. You know, still the biggest thing he's ever going to be remembered for is riding a horse. You've got FTR now, the greatest tag team in the world. They should hold those titles for at least a year. And 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 Kenny Omega got in the car and left and told the Young Bucks, if you don't get in the car, you're not with me anymore. So we came out of that match talking about what? Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Like, it's it's just, and it took away from the match. And yeah, the match was long. The match went too long, but that was because of other things on the show. And, and it goes to one of my bigger problems with AEW, but... I thoroughly enjoyed that match as well. Probably my be- my favorite match on the show um, was yeah. that tag team match, even though it was probably six or seven minutes too long, and that was probably necessitated yeah, by fair. other things yeah. on the program. But uh, definitely, definitely enjoyed that match. My favorite match of the show. Yeah, I, I I agree as far as the technicality of it, and I FTR man like they're they're about. So, like, especially the, the attack on Kenny's knee the entire time, like, as soon as, as they spot a weakness, like, they just attacked it right away. They just, they're just such a smart tag team. And I agree. I'm I'm very happy that the tag team titles are on an actual tag team. And I know there's those arguments here and, and there about, you know, uh, the, the story. I think that the tag titles did help a story in, in kind of tearing or sharing the breakdown of, of the elite. But I think there's a lot of ways that they could have done it to the point where they didn't almost hold those titles hostage for such a long time. When you're a new company, you really have to establish titles and you have to, you know, uh, establish uh, divisions. And I feel like, you know, they're still growing and they're still figuring that out. But in the wealth that they have in actual tag teams, it did feel like those belts were being used more as a prop to tell the story of the breakdown of the elite than it was of actually showing the strength of an entire division. So I hope now that do you mean to tell me that AEW does the cycle of WWE tag team titles, Craig? We'll see. Do they do that? Super super team? I mean, I don't know. To me, honestly, like at least Page, at least Page and Omega were in the same faction before you know right, they were yeah. tights. And I think over time they did become a real tag team. Uh, yeah, you know they didn't need matching tights or a name, mind you. They beat a real tag team in SCU who won this entire tournament to win those, and they beat them on a cruise ship. So I don't want everyone to forget yeah. exactly what has happened here and and how we got to where we got. And then they went on like a two hundred day reign before losing to the best tag team in the world in FTR. So my turn to pick, and I'm just going to go there. We're going to talk about the fiasco that was Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara, because my goodness, this was, I mean, I don't know this to me, no state should let them put on a wrestling show after what they did with Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, Matt Hardy and Tony Khan tried to claim that he passed concussion protocol. Well then fire your doctor. Dr. Sampson, whoever they kept talking about, because he like, like all of us watching the show could tell he had a concussion. Like, dude, 
I mean, he couldn't walk. He couldn't walk. walk. Just because he could talk and broken later doesn't mean he'd recovered from a concussion. It it takes weeks to recover from a concussion at minimum. And, and the way his, his wife was tweeting about how horrible that was. Oh my gosh. Rebby's response to all this has been one of the best things because she puts ownership on everyone. And Matt Hardy, she put Matt Hardy as ownership number one. Yeah, yeah. She's pissed off at Matt. She's pissed off at Tony. She's pissed off at the doctor. She's pissed off at everyone. So y'all just get out of the way of Rebby because yeah. and I understand she she's everyone shares ownership in this. Uh, yes, absolutely. Like it was right. just so bad. But and they let him continue. Really, and that's just what well, and he do. takes an, he takes another shot to the head after that bump. I can't even remember. I can't remember what the bump was, but there was another bump where I was like, oh my God. He hit his head again, and it was like, what? Like he won well, the match. Literally, like the it. bell rang. They climbed on a table and hit a DDT. Like the, the match had no right. formatting. So I don't know who produced. They don't have producers. They have coaches. And well, whoever and the coach producers. was, who thought it was a good idea to no. set up a table on a concrete fucking floor and jump yeah. from a scaffold. They don't. The coaches match, don't do match, that. Match the coaches. The coaches help them as performers, but the wrestlers are allowed to do their own matches in AEW. Well, they they need some help and. The other thing you said, f- fire that that doctor should be fired regardless. That's a moment where you got to stop a person from themselves. And I, yeah. you know, and I, I consider that I consider that akin to football. You know, when and when a player gets their gets their quote unquote bell rung and then wants to get back out there, you don't let them. Yeah, and you you have to have somebody who's got to have the fortitude to be like, no, this isn't safe. You're you're done. And yeah, and the whole done. thing with me is like even the commentary team was talking about how the match was over. Like they right. thought it was over. I'm yeah. sure no one told him it was over. They just assumed because they know, like they know better. Right. But yet AEW still does it. And then Tony Khan saying he wasn't concussed. You know, now Tony Khan, to his credit, Tony Khan never said he didn't have a concussion. Tony Khan said he passed concussion protocol. Still had to spend a whole day in the hospital or a medical facility, right. depending on what company you want to support. But it's just the, I, I just. That and they still cut the match short. They basically brought him back, climbed up the scaffolding, and punched Sam so he could fall off. So they could still do the finishing spot, which was oh right. so important. Even though you could have just thrown the match, I, I know they didn't want to have Matt yeah. Hardy lose because then you have to win. just throw the match out. Just just call it a no yeah. contest. Right. Do the rematch in a couple weeks when Hardy's really clear to come back. And and this was just an example of the fact that they don't know what they're doing and they don't really have their performers' best interests in mind. Um. And that soured me on the whole show. Well, and things that turned my stomach is then hearing like ads for like the replay. Like I heard an ad for the replay today on, on a, on a podcast Mm -hmm. where they talk about rewatch the, the Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara match. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Why would you think that's all right to put as an advertisement? Check this out again. It, I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and I'd seen the spot before yeah, I watched I the match, but I didn't see the aftermath. The aftermath was what really That's was tough for me. You can clearly tell Matt cannot stand. You can tell, I, I can't remember the referee's name. What's her name? Aubrey. Aubrey. Yeah. Aubrey is clearly like, this guy is not right. Yeah. Like, and she, oh, I'm she's sure she doing was the I'm sure a lot of people were she pissed. Was, like, is. you can tell that this just was not like you got to stop people from themselves. And if you don't have the guts to do that, then what do you like? Don't be in the business. I can tell you right now, we all love to compare WWE. That match would have been over. 
Oh, no, oh, yeah. That match would have been John over, and you wouldn't mm-hmm. see Matt Hardy for weeks. Like, it's just the, the, the dumbest thing ever. And then and then you still have Sammy Guevara fall 15 feet, 20 feet from a scaffolding after a spot from a raised platform cause all these problems. Like, it's just, they, they don't know how to adjust on the fly. They don't know how to, uh, they, they have right. no experience at this. That's why I've been saying all along, hire someone who knows what they're doing to help you. Don't let don't make them take over, but hire them to help you. All right, for the sake of time, I'm going to move into a couple other things that I saw jump out and then you guys can can chime in with some as well. The pre-match interview for Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. By the way, I like the Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy match. I thought they've done a great job building Orange Cassidy. Here's what I hated. During the pre-match interview, Chris Jericho told us his job was to make Orange Cassidy a star. His job was to make Orange Cassidy a main eventer. The biggest heel in the match is telling us his job is to make someone a star. Now, he turned around and said, I'm going to beat you and you're never going to be that star, but why are we telling people this? Like, why are we telling people that your job is to turn the guy into a star? Not only that, but you're taking away all of his momentum by basically saying now, every time that orange Cassidy's out there doing something big, half the audience is going to be like, Oh yeah, that's the guy that Chris Jericho made into a star. And, right. and, and Jericho's out there again, doing what Chris Jericho does, taking credit for it. And if you read Chris Jericho's book, he goes on and on about how early in his WWE career, he got destroyed by the British Bulldog because he ran him down in an interview where Bulldog basically said, now, if I beat you, you lost to somebody who you said sucks. And if you lose to me, then you, or when you beat me, you beat a guy who simply sucks. And that's kind of what Jericho just did with Orange Cassidy. And that's sad because the match itself, I thought was pretty good, a little slow. But that's they were trying to extend for time, and Jericho's old. But I thought it accomplished what it needed to accomplish with Orange Cassidy. But it didn't matter because Jericho basically told us what it needed to accomplish before the match. Right? Yeah, they, I feel like we're being very redundant here, and in, in sort of this, a lot of what we're seeing is a lot of snake that eats its own tail sort of deal. And that's who's really getting over out of this? Like, who's really paying off after this is all done? I also. I, again, I just, the match itself was fine. The gimmick, I get the gimmick and what they were doing. And it was hilarious to see them be like, well, you know, you win by pinfall submission or submersion as if you weren't going to get somebody in a tank, the fucking orange one. <laughs> well, like, I mean, it, orange Cassie could have won by roll up and then toss Jericho in afterwards while Jericho was sure. Yeah. And, yeah as if you what weren't I, going to have a result of somebody yeah. getting submerged. What I yeah. loved as, as the result was ever going to be Chris Jericho, not going into the, the stuff like, right. What yes, I love was yes. the fact Tony Schiavone is just shock and awe over the fact that rope breaks didn't count in the match. Like, well, you can't, and, and uh, I can't believe that, that, that rope breaks didn't, didn't apply in the match. Like that was one of the rules of the, the, the mimosa, whatever I is mean, that, that. That's, that's a Tony Schiavone sort of thing though. He's always surprised, but it's like, who cares? Like, 50 years, 50 years in the business still doesn't get the rules. Yes. <laughs> I feel like this is part of, you know, who Chris Jericho is, especially in AEW. I think you talked about catering to smart fans uh, and he does that and, and he still kind of does it with a wink thinking like, oh, you know, here's, here's a wink to all you smart fans. Like, no, everybody gets it. Like, you know, it's not that much of a secret anymore. Um, but I think he still feels like he's being sly about it. I don't know. Like, I feel like there's somewhat of a disconnect of how cool that, that he feels like he portrays his character compared to how cool it actually is. And it, and it just, right. you just described you know, there's, 75% there's, of the roster. <laughs> 
I just can't help but think as I sit there and you hear people talk about older guys not really putting over younger guys and being like, this place is different and it's just not different. Like, it's no, just not different. No. It's not. It's just that and, the, the, the people that aren't putting other people over are the people that the internet fans like. And so that's why they're okay with it. Right. Eventually, they'll turn on them. It's going to take a while. It, it's going to take yeah. another couple right. of years, yeah. but they will eventually turn. I mean, this... I mean, yeah, because clearly this pay-per-view got rated way higher than yeah. it deserved by multiple sites. Like, I'm sitting there going through different sites right, while we've been yeah. doing this. Seven and a half out of ten. No, what? That's, that's atrocious. No, no. no. That's, that's well, you know, I, I, overall, I do think that this this really did help, like Greg said, put Orange Cassidy over. I did see him evolve over uh the the past few months in this character more just beyond this guy with sunglasses and and you know hands in his pocket so i feel like there was a you know things that were accomplished for this absolutely uh but it you know does it does always feel like there was not this week wink nudge nudge it's like here in your face is what we're trying to to do and sometimes it was a little off-putting but you know at the same time back with silliness like you just have what you are watching is stupid, and if you can completely acknowledge that, then you you know you you own up liking stupid stuff. That is my uh, <laughs> for it all. I love stupid stuff, and I acknowledge some of that shit funny, but I love stupid stuff. You know, that I admit I like it, and if you don't then say the same thing about other wrestling storylines and the rest promote, there's stupid shit everywhere. But if you can't admit that you you like it from other you know, promotions and you just get because does the best and no you, you don't like stupid stuff you just like you know feeling that that you're somewhat almost brainwashed into just this one product when there's stupid shit everywhere oh yeah there there's stupid shit everywhere and, and AEW's full of it um and, and it's all over the place a couple more things i want to touch on before we we jump off of this and i know he's been doing it all along but why in the hell do you have a guy enter through the crowd now <laughs> like seriously why and everyone's like, and, and, and everyone's blaming the fan, not the company who put the performer in that position. Like, it, right, right. just enter in a different way. And, and, and that doesn't involve going close to fans. Like, all the fans are basically falling right. over the railing trying to touch him, trying to touch him. The same fans that people complained weren't wearing masks and that security was not forcing to wear masks, even though it was all over their ticket site that you're supposed to wear a mask for the show. And. Right. They wouldn't show them on camera, though. You notice that. Like, whenever the camera went to a fan without a mask on, they quickly changed that camera angle. And right. and then he proceeded to put on what – I'm sorry. Like, that main event was boring. Like, like yeah. It was, it was your typical Dean Ambrose match. Definite clash of styles. I thought I thought it was a great performance by MJF, but at the end of the day, I was just like, uh, would this match just end? And then it ends when Moxley uses the one movie he's not allowed to use – to win the match because the ref didn't see it. So we're going to see this match again because MJF's got a lawyer and a campaign manager and it's, it's, right. and probably that match will then be shorter and more entertaining, but I'm like, you know, does that, does that match happen after Lance Archer? Probably not. <laughs> who knows? Archer, no. It depends if Lance Archer gets saved for the full yeah. pay-per-view that's in November. So who knows? All right. Um, I mean, this is coming from a guy who's probably never going to watch another episode of dynamite. That's true. Um, uh, that's true. I just, just like where's Lance Archer versus Mox. I just feel that's, bad because it's put it like, in the calendar because that's everyone what Patrick's thinks that John Moxley is so much better than Dean Ambrose, and I'm like the same fucking guy. Like literally, <laughs> he's the same guy, just without someone telling him to not do the stupid things that he does. 
But he hated when people right. told him not to do the stupid things that he does. So that's that. I want to end on one thing, though. And, and, cause we could talk forever about how I thought the main event was boring and it's probably better than I'm giving it credit for. Again, ran too long. They had to extend whatever. The biggest star in that company, they have the biggest star at their disposal and they don't even know it. The, 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 he could be one of the biggest stars in the world. Take off the stupid dinosaur mask and Luchasaurus is one of the biggest stars in the world. He can do things that a person his size should not be able to do. And here's the thing. It's very easy to find pictures of him without a mask on. He looks like Aquaman. Like you're actually taking a good looking dude and covering his face with a stupid dinosaur mask. And I know it's his gimmick and he came up with it and it started in Lucha Underground and all that's great. But he will always be a tag team sideshow as Luchasaurus. He could be a world champion as Austin Maddelson or whatever other name they let him go under. Like that dude is a top notch probably mainstream star waiting to happen and he's being held back. And, and to me, I'm like, every time I see him, I'm just like, dude, this guy could be huge. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because in the two, in the two shows that I watched, I, I kept trying to figure out why jungle boy was the big deal. Because and he's Luke Perry's son not- and because he can do a lot of flippy shit and it's AEW. So wait, whose son is he? Luke Perry. Luke Perry's. Oh, that's nice. Because um, remember, everyone anyway. gave Jim Ross a bunch of shit because he kept calling. Well, you didn't know this because you don't watch Dynamite. Well, yeah. He kept oh, calling no, him Jungle no, Boy Jack Perry. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Which honestly is probably a better name than Jungle Boy. So. Right. Uh, but. So, okay. Yeah. Now that makes sense. He, yeah. I. There's nothing to not be impressed with out of Luchasaurus. Like, watch, watching what he did. The, the athleticism that that guy's got yeah. this and the, the look like and yeah you like i like i've never looked him up at, at a summer pass but that body mm-hmm. like that's that's a that's a man greg i could be a man it's a goddamn <laughs> man but he's not a man he's a dude because he wears a stupid mask right that's what i'm saying he could be a man maybe he he's not a man maybe he doesn't have it i don't know because i've never seen him perform outside right. of luchasaurus mm-hmm. but my gut is telling me he does have it and my gut is telling me yeah. it's hid behind a mask, and 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 I'm I'm scared that he's wasting the best years of his career. I'm gonna look him up right now. Lucha, look, look Lucha Luchasaurus without a mask. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you know what, you could he's see because he was on reality TV. He's Thirty-five because he old. was on Big he's Brother 35. or something like that. Yep. That's crazy. Thirty-five been him. able to do all that. They're wasting Shit. him. They're yeah. wasting this guy, and it just—he'll uh, probably always ever. He's if he goes down in wrestling history, the biggest thing he's known for is Luchasaurus. I hope he gets signed by WWE when he's like thirty-eight, like some of his other people do, and they give him a run that just shows everyone else up. Like I hope he gets the Keith Lee run as in as WWE. Mark Brocious. I don't care <laughs> what they call. Not to give it a stupid ass name because he'll, but he'll. he'll it was Mark but I'll be here on this show telling you guys, I told you so, because Luchasaurus is a damn star. He should no, be Mark the biggest Brocious. star in that company. Mark, Mark Brocious. Yes, Mark. I think, I, I think that was a baseball player's name, right? I think it was, or close to it. Um, Scott Brocious. Scott, Scott Brocious is his brother. Player. It's his, his, his taller. He's taller, handsome, more handsome brother, more Mark, more athletic <laughs> brother, Mark Brocious is, is who, who that is. But yeah, it's just killing me because Luchasaurus should be, look, they should go after Brock Lesnar. Like I said last week, and the big match should be 
Luchasaurus under a different name versus Mark Brocious versus Brock Lesnar should be the main event. Yeah, I mean, look, the story builds itself. Year. He he, you know, ends up taking off the mask, right. giving up the gimmick, and it's just you know the the man uh, behind the mask the against now, Brock Lesnar. The AEW fans would hate it because he took off the stupid right. mask, and they want stupid. I don't think they hate it. I don't think they hate it. I think. You know what? Maybe this. You know, they they do build up to a, a breakdown of of uh, the Jurassic Express. Like I I think that with every faction, every team, there's ways to build a breakdown, and and it you know no nothing lasts forever. So I don't think they would last forever. I think that there's definitely a possibility. Now going back to what you're saying. Who they decide to build up after that, they their eyes may wander. Yes, to be Jungle, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Jack and Jack Perry, and, and you know he's he's really gifted and talented too. But you do have to look at ultimately who can be your world champion. It's not going to be well. Jungle, Jungle Boy, Boy Jack Perry could be your world champion for like a day, right? He could get that underdog yeah. feel good win. But if you're ever going to do that, you do it. If you're ever going to do the underdog world champion in AEW, you do it with Orange Cassidy. You don't do it with Jungle Boy. Like, they've already proven that you right. do it with Orange Cassidy. It works. But, yeah, if they pick the wrong guy, then I'll just say I told you so when he signs with NXT and, and goes off and has amazing matches with whoever's on the NXT roster at that time. But it's just mind-blowing to me how Luchasaurus is wasted as Luchasaurus. Hey! Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Masked Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. I lost the sound bite. Hang on, where'd it go? I just I just had it. I just had it ready to go. There it is. Alright, gentlemen, you have three minutes and you better make it good. We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out of here. Real quick, we wrap up the show today. As you know, we do record this show on Tuesdays. Today was NXT Super Tuesday 2. Main evented by well not main evented. Um the way they did it, and I don't mind the way they did it. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, so we're going based on results. But Adam Cole versus Finn Balor to finally crown an NXT champion, and the winner of the match, of course, was... No, it was Finn Balor. But that's... Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the fact that it was Finn Balor. I mean, I've already kind of alluded to uh, who I would, would support as being the champion last week when we did Who Should Win, Who Will Win. Quick opinions on Finn Balor's new NXT champion, Patrick O'Dowd. One, I did watch NXT today too. Ooh, Look wow. at this. I know. I, I know. Stop the press. What are you doing? It's been a busy week for O'Dowd. Um, we talked about this last week, but Adam Cole's been champion for so long. This makes a lot of sense for Finn Balor uh, coming back, as you as you alluded to, giving him some purpose 
within Finally, NXT. He's only been there since October. Makes makes a lot of sense. So good on good on Finn Balor. Miranda, celebrate your, Miranda. Your, your boyfriend beat up my boyfriend. Yes, my boyfriend beat up your boyfriend. My boyfriend beat up your boyfriend. Up for the Miranda show, jeez. Yes. Ah, oh, come on, come on. I can't even celebrate a little bit. You can celebrate. You no, did. I, I just did. Yeah, you and did. you didn't stop me. Nobody stopped me. Um, no, I, I'm I'm obviously happy for with this decision. I I agree. It gives him a sense of of direction, and it, it's obvious that they're going somewhere else with Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era, possibly. So you know they already have kind of something already set up for for him that doesn't involve the championship, and he doesn't need it in this point of if his career. Um, where I, I think there's you know. Finn kind of needs this to get some sense of, of direction back in his career and his place in NXT and in WWE. Um, I feel like this is going to just help his trajectory, like back, shift it back in place, you know, whereas Adam Cole, there's, there's a mission, there's a purpose there. Absolutely. So um, I, I, I'm very excited to see, you know, NXT uh, where Finn Balor is, is champion. Yeah, and I agree. And I said it last week, like Finn Balor of the four people in the match, is the most different from when he was NXT champion. Adam Cole held that thing for over 400 days. If you put it on him, it's just basically saying we got nothing else. Um, I do think it's better on Finn Balor, and I think that they made the right decision. Um, interesting that they talked about it's the four pillars of NXT, and then they talked about it's the two best NXT champions ever, and Adam Cole and, and, and Finn Balor, and I really did think about think that things turned out well. In that match, and I'm 100% on board with it. So, yeah, I'm down. Plus, it, it allows Adam Cole to continue to do some more things and, and continue to prove that, you know, he's the greatest wrestler walking God's green earth. Patrick O'Dowd, at Wrestling Realist on the Twitter. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. I listen to most of it today. Tell people what they can hear on your show that dropped on Monday but still available on the Chairshot Radio Network and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Bandwagon nerds. Well, if you read the description of the episode, you missed the lead. And that has really got to spend a lot of time talking about DC Fandom that's playing uh, this coming Saturday, the 12th, for 24 hours. Night two, completely different than night one. More stuff. I completely geek out on that episode. Uh, like, kind of fangirl geek out in a way that I don't know they really have on the show before. So that's that we tell you what to watch. We tell you what to follow. That's what I would check out uh, on bandwagon nerds. this week. I feel like that the, the, the DC fandom conversation, which was a large part of the program probably would have had better representation in the description. Had you done your job and wrote the description? Yeah. You know, I came to, okay. There's a price to pay. Tough for you to get down on your knees. I know you I, I ain't even mad, dude. I, ain't I mad. know you're not. <laughs> like, know you're right. You ain't going to get mad about that. Yup. I forgot. You got me. She's on the Instagram and the Facebook, but no Twitter. She's a Twitterless heroine herself. Yeah. The queen of soft style, Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda. What can everybody, including myself, expect this week on the hashtag Dave show? Dave. Yeah. Dave. No one's gonna know what this show is anymore with all the name changes uh, and and uh, me just all the name about changes. Patrick O'Dowd, she's talking about name changes of a podcast. This is the yeah, this is adorable.
Yeah, right. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, so we are actually going to be doing a kind of a part two of a AEW conversation of All Out. I'm specifically going to be talking about the media call that happened afterwards. I was able to join in uh, and uh, got to, to hear some really interesting comments from Hikaru Shida, John Moxley, and Tony Khan. And, and of course, some follow up to a topic we talked about last week Bailey and Sasha. Some, some stuff happened there. Oh, yeah. And uh, some other random stuff that we talk about because uh, it's the hashtag Miranda show. I know. And now my Jesus show is going to be two hours long. It's not going to be two hours long. I'll just stop no. the recording and not tell you that I did. But yeah, <laughs> just because I don't want to be up that late because I got a lot of work to do tonight. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ChairShotGreg. Go on over to IZWWrestling.com. Pick up your tickets to NAV30, 30 years brother, as we celebrate the impact and influence of the Navajo warrior tune in next week. Who knows what we're going to talk about. The wrestling world will give us plenty to talk about. I'm sure. And we will have a blast talk about it. And if we don't have that to talk about, well, we'll just talk about something else. The chair Always use your head. Or we will just talk about ourselves because we could do that if we really want to. And there's a really good reason for why we can do that. Almost forgot for Patrick O'Dowd, Miranda Morales. I'm Greg DeMarco. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.